Welcome to Seize the K. I'm your host, Kay Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you with your next creative venture. Whether it's building a business or creating a new stream of income, I'm here to give you practical tips while we keep Jesus at the center of it all. So let's carpe diem and get into this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Seize the K. I am very, very excited for this episode. We are really getting into one of the nitty gritties of starting your new venture, being a freelancer, starting a business, and that is how to charge. So I'm not even going to waste a lot of time introducing this episode because we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to give you three different methods. They are going to be based on your level, really, but honestly, any person at any level can use any of these methods. So let's just go ahead and get started. Wait, before I begin, I'm not going to talk about hourly until the end, okay? I just, we're just going to talk about it at the end. You'll find out why. You'll find out why. So if you're like, okay, wait, but how do I charge hourly? You're listening to this. Listen, you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode. Method one on figuring out how much to charge is the research method. So you're just honestly going to look around and see how much people in your industry are charging. You're like, where do I look? What do I do? Baby YouTube, baby Google, baby Instagram, okay? We live in the information age. I've talked about this. I've mentioned this before. So there is no shortage on trying to figure out where and how to charge. And I would find anywhere from like two to five sources this research method is really good if you are a beginner, like you have no, like you have never, you've never done what you're doing before. This is like new ground. Just look around, just see how much people are charging, what the industry kind of averages. One thing you can do, especially for my service-based people, is make calls to companies, have people calling your behalf, just say, hey, I'm looking for someone to do, you know, like monthly social media maintenance. How much do you guys charge and see what they'll send you? If you don't feel comfortable doing that, again, you can have people do it on your behalf or you can do a social media survey. So you can ask your community if it's photography. You can say, hey, guys, I'm starting off as a photographer. I'm really excited about this. And I'm just curious to know how much you were charged and how many photos you got. Just ask around, see what's going on in your community. Definitely look on Instagram, look up the hashtag. So depending on where you're based, you can look up hashtag your city photographer. So for example, if you're in Houston, you can say hashtag Houston photographer and just see what those photographers are charging. Check out their website if they have it available on there. Find photographers that have similar skill set as you. I think that's really important, right? So you have people in your industry who are going to have a variety of skill sets. Try to find somebody who matches you. <laughs> so that you can charge appropriately no matter what that skill set is. What I would charge as someone living in Jacksonville and what I would charge as someone who has lived in Chicago are two very different prices. So keep that in mind as well. Um, even if you're like, hey, I'm remote and I want to charge people all over the world. Maybe, maybe your prices are different based on who, you know, who you're working with in the world at what time, okay? So just something to consider. Okay, so let's just say you're like, all right, I have no experience and I'm seeing these prices and I'm really not comfortable with what people are charging just yet. Okay, no problem. 
I recommend doing two to five free or highly discounted projects. There are going to be quite a few stipulations to that. So I would do these two to five free projects. Definitely trade it for a review at the very least. If you are going to do it for free, which I have done before in 2020, I was like, hey, it's a pandemic. And I made a little list of what I was willing to help people with. And I think I wound up helping about five people for free and two of them turned into clients, which is awesome, right? At that point, it wasn't really like experimental as far as what I would charge. It was more so just expanding my client pool, which is another chat for another day. In this case, you're just really trying to get a feel for how the work feels, right? So I say if you are a crocheter and you know how to do baby blankets, do one or two baby blankets and maybe another project. See how you feel about it and look at the industry rate and you'll know what feels good for you. So you'll say, okay, if the industry rate for a crocheted baby blanket without the cost of yarn is $50 and you do it and you're like, oh no, I would have wanted to charge 75. Make sure that's just on par for who your audience is with the average kind of going rate is for, again, someone at your skill set level. And I think that will really help you. But not only will doing these either highly discounted projects and or free projects help you get comfortable with, okay, now that I've done those for free to charge, not only is that building your confidence there, you're getting reviews, which will help you to charge what you need to charge. You also have a track record. So if you literally are like, I want to start doing polymer clay earrings, but I've never done them before. Make two pairs, five pairs of earrings for free. Get some photos of people in them or you take the photos. Now you have stock and you're ready to go. And maybe you don't. Don't feel like just because you have no experience that you can't charge people. You can. If you have cold feet, if you're a little nervous, this might help you dive in because eventually you're going to reach your peak of when you're tired of doing work for free. You just are. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's within two to five projects. You're going to get to a point where you're like, all right, I did that for free and now it's $500. Thank you so much. Just like you see people online do, they do it for a highly discounted rate. Hey, I'm selling this ebook for $20. It's going to go up to 75 Just think about it as if you are using that method just to kind of get people to start biting and to start building up momentum and just also start building your own confidence, okay? That's method number one. That's your research method. But the end of that, you trying these projects kind of leads into my second method, which is the trial method. So trial method is maybe more so for intermediate. You've been doing this for a while you feel like you need to make a change in your prices. You're not exactly sure what feels good. Like, you know, that number needs to go up, but you don't know if that number is great for your target audience. Find somebody who's willing to pay what you want to charge, right? This might be a new person. This might be a pre-existing person and try it out for an introductory three months. Not only is it great for knowing what to charge, but the trial method is awesome for you might not even know if you're going to like working with a certain person or you don't know if you're going to even enjoy the activity that you've agreed to. So this is just really good if you're kind of like treading new waters, but you kind of have some experience. So you should have an idea of what things are going to take. Like if you are just point blank period, like I've never done this before. This is totally new territory. You really need to stick with the research method and start from there and find what's appropriate for your skill set. But if you're like, okay, 
I'm not exactly in this, but I'm near this. So I'm going to try it and see how it works. I think the trial method is really great. So what the trial method ensues is you kind of have an an idea of a number that you want to use or you've done some research and maybe you're not super comfortable with the number, but you want to try it. I would say you charge that number for anywhere from three to 12 months, depending on the type of project you're doing. Three is really great because it's quick and you're like, okay, I have an idea and this number either is or is not enough. Twelve is great because you've had a full calendar year. So you've seen in every season and not just like calendar seasons, but just the seasons of a business. You're like, okay, I see what's going on here and this number isn't enough. This is a clause that you can include in a a contract, a write-up, something like that, which is another conversation for another day where you can say, hey, this price is subject to change within this time period in your contract this is just a little side like a little nugget little extra nugget for this episode saying that the price could double like just give yourself that room to say hey this price in three to 12 months might double depending on what type of work you're doing because I have been in situations where I'll try something and I'm like oh no I am I'm not charged enough and now I'm locked in and it's too late this gives you that leeway and you that wiggle room to be able to not be locked in and trapped <laughs> For an entire year, if that doesn't feel appropriate, right, at a level that doesn't make sense. But what I do like about the trial method, and kind of to a degree, you might have a guinea pig client. What I like about that is that right now I have a great client. They're awesome. And I'm kind of trying things on them. And now I'm realizing about nine months in that I'm like, oh, no, I am not getting paid enough. And there have been times where I feel that more than others like right now what I'm charging isn't so bad but I've done more than technically what I scope for which is great about the trial method as well you figure out where your kind of weaknesses are so I know that I tend to do more than the scope and I really need to watch that because of course there's under promising and over delivering, but there's also just not being an in integrity. You're feeling it. You're not getting paid for your time. You don't want to open yourself up to resentment. We've talked about this in previous episodes. The trial method is a perfect way to keep yourself from honestly being resentful. You can just kind of experiment. Last and certainly not least, we have the cost method. I recommend this for people who have been doing this for a while. You're like, okay, I've got some time under my belt. You can do this as a beginner. You can do this as an intermediate. But really, if you've been doing this for a while and now you're starting to rack up costs and those costs are high, whatever that means to you, I put quotations around that. This is where you really want to use this method because you want to base how much you're going to get paid off your costs, all costs, wages, operational costs, digital costs, iCloud storage. Like I'm just getting into the nitty gritty of examples. You know, are you paying for Adobe? As a content creator, I need to make sure that I have the the actual equipment that I need to make my content or my work great for my clients, right? So I'm I need money for that. So now I'm looking at the cost method and you might be here at this point and maybe you're a beginner and you're starting at the cost method, but I definitely want to make sure that we include this. So, let's break that down. Before I actually start getting into percentages, this is not like your percentage bible because you guys might hear the percentage and be like, "Oh my gosh, my costs are only 15% or my costs are 50%." We're using this as an example, okay? I would say as an entrepreneur, 
try to keep your costs to about 35%. And I'm not talking about taxes, okay? I'm talking about what your website costs. I'm talking about what cloud storage costs. I'm talking about what materials for making your products cost. That 35% range, about 40. I'm, for sake of example, going to use 35% today. And we're going to use that. The next thing is you as a freelancer, your creative venture, starting off small business owner, you want to try to leave 30% for you. Okay. That's the goal. More is better. If it's less, just start being leery. I had a friend whose goal was to make 50%. So you can, whatever that number is for you, make that comfortable, but I would not go under 30 that's the number we're using for the example I'm going to give today. Your next percentage is taxes. As somebody who's quote unquote self-employed or self-employed in some way, you're making some money yourself in some way, you're going to get taxed about 15.3%. I recommend putting aside 25%. Here's why. The taxes alone are over 15, right? That does not include paying the accountant that it does not include some other things that kind of go with that. If you have an LLC, your that yearly cost, okay? You might say, okay, wouldn't that go under cost? Sure, if you know those numbers, but if you don't, I would recommend being a little bit more prudent and saving up to 25%. I definitely wouldn't recommend under 20% because I always think it's good to just have some extra leeway. I have been in situations where I didn't save enough, I would rather you get to tax season and you say, oh, look, look at all this extra money. And now you can just use it however you need to versus, oh, look, now I owe money and have to figure out where to get it. So my recommendation is 25% for taxes and the like, okay? That last part, I'm talking to Christians, I'm talking to tithing Christians. I tithe 10% off the top. Maybe you're going to roll this under costs for you. Maybe you're going to do 10% of charitable contributions. Some people do it for profit. Maybe you're putting 10% off the top to save because you want to have a healthy business or just, you know, just saving for your business for a rainy day. Remember COVID happened, right? So I think it's prudent, again, to save 10% off the top. You just never know when you'll have an emergency or you can delegate that 10% to any of your other areas, whether it's for you, for costs, or for taxes, okay? For the sake of this example and how you're going to charge, let me restate the percentages. Right now, I'm using 35% going to all your costs, just everything, 25% taxes, 30% you, 10% tithe. If you want to get more nitty gritty, there are accountant and accountant accounts. <laughs> you can talk to a professional that will break things down. I'm just trying to give you in this podcast episode something that you can implement honestly today. Your costs are 35%. You're going to go do the math and find all of those numbers from $5 to 500, whatever you're paying per month to keep your business up and running, your website, are you paying for a car? I don't know, like whatever those things are for your business. You're going to calculate that monthly cost. Get as close as you possibly can. Also, if you have things that you want to include in your cost, but you're not necessarily paying for them at this moment, go ahead and roll that in there. For example, I'm not paying for Canva. 
However, I might have clients in the future that need to use Canva and it might be worth paying for. I might just roll that into my cost. I have clients that use Canva and they cover it, but I might need to cover in the future. That just might be something to kind of roll in there just to just to see, okay? So for sake of example, we have $500. That's how much your cost is, okay? We're going to go back to school. We're going to go back to math. We are talking about proportions, baby. So your proportions are going to be 35 over 100. And if you are if you're on YouTube, you should see this. If you are listening to this on Apple uh, Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you're like, girl, I cannot visually see this, find me on YouTube, check the description box so you can watch the whole thing there. So you're going to put 35 over 100 because it's 35% of 100, right? That's 35 over 100 times, and this isn't a fraction, Okay. 500 over X because we don't know what that full 100% is that you need to make, but I know what my costs are. So now we're going to crisscross applesauce multiply and it's going to be 35 times X. Okay, so you have that on one side. So now you have 35 X equals 500 crisscross applesauce times 100 is 50,000. Now you're going to divide because you want to get X by itself. We want to find out what that 100% is. So you're going to divide 35X, right? So we're crisscrossing that 50,000 divided by 35. And you're going to get the number 1,428.57. I would just go ahead and round that up to 1,500. So for your monthly cost, your monthly costs are 500. And based on these percentages of 35% for cost, 30% for you, 25% for taxes, 10% for tithe. This is how much you need to make to stay in this percentage realm if that is your goal. You have your cost, of course, of $500. So now I'm just multiplying and I'm multiplying 1,500 times 0.3, right, for 30%. That's $450 for you. I'm multiplying 1,500 times 0.25 for taxes. That's $375 set aside for taxes. And then I'm multiplying 1,500 times 0.1 if you so choose to tithe or however you want to do that. It's $150. Altogether, this is going to equal $1,475 because I'm just doing some rounding and then you have $25 of a remainder. You can figure out what you want to do with that. This is just giving you an idea, okay, of like what you would need to make. So you know now, okay, monthly, I need to make $1,500 a month to keep these percentages as far as I know I want to get paid at least 30%. I know I need to set money aside for taxes. I know I need to set money aside for tithe or whatever it may be. This is what I need to make to keep the integrity of these numbers. This is a great starting ground to see what those numbers are. And maybe your number is higher. Maybe your percentages are different, but you have the example. So now you can adjust as you need to adjust. The cost method is where you are today, but you can also use the U method for where you want to be. So maybe right now you're making 30%, but you're like, no, baby, I want to make 50 And you can do the exact same thing I did, but you just prioritize the U percentage. So you're going to do 50 over 100 times whatever that number you want to make over X. And you can go from there. Okay. Um, And then you can go 
then once you find that number and once you figure out all those numbers, you can start figuring out, okay, here's how many hours a month I want to work, all of that. So let's talk about that really quick. So you have the $1,500 that you're making a month. If you're a service-based business, maybe that's just one client. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm fine with that. I just have one client, $1,500 and go from there. Depending on where you are in your business, that may be a big deal. Maybe depending on what you charge, that's three clients or whatever. You need to do that math. Like you know what that looks like for your packages as far as what you want to charge, but you know that's what your goal is. Maybe you're product-based and you're like, oh, lower. (laughs) My products are $10 a product. I need to be making gross $1,500 a month. So I need to sell uh, 150 products or whatever that number is for you based on what you charge. Once you can kind of figure this out, you can move on from there. Okay. And go into hourly. So let's just say you're like, okay, Kayla, you've talked about the research method. You talked about the trial method. You've talked about the cost method. None of that really works for me. I don't like, mm, I don't, ew, ew, ew. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. No problem. You can go hourly. Now, here's my issue with hourly. It is very hard for me personally to put a price on my time. Like, I don't have a number that I'm like, yeah, this is a number that I want to put on my time, which is why I don't recommend it to people. And that's twofold as well, right? Let's just say you start getting really good at what you do and you can move through something extremely quickly, but you charge $30 an hour. So now you've done it in an hour. You've only made $30. That doesn't really match the value, perhaps, depending on what you've done, of your product or service. In the same way that moving quickly can work against you, so can something taking a lot of time. So let's just say you're just hitting a lot of roadblocks. It's not even something that's your issue. You're just hitting a lot of roadblocks. Things are going wrong and it's really trash, it could work against you as far as working with clients, right? So it could totally work against you. Your client's like, why is this taking so long? Now they're trying to determine the value and they're salty and you're trying to explain to them what to do. I charge based on the project and the value of that project that I feel like not only am I comfortable with, but it matches the industry. However, if you're like, Kay, I just can't do that. Kay, I just, I can't, I can't, I have to charge hourly. I would tell you to start at $50 an hour for a few reasons. I was given that advice back in 2016. So if you want to account for inflation, it would be about $63 today, which maybe that for your industry is like outrageous. Okay, but you want to really set the bar high, not only for your clients, but for yourself. You want people to know I'm taking this very seriously and I'm actually really not playing with y'all. I'm being totally honest. Like, I'm really not playing with y'all. I'm not here to kiki and do like a little favor. People be like, oh, okay. People to a degree should be a little bit challenged no matter what method you use by your pricing because it is an investment. But obviously, we don't want to offend people because you're just totally mischarging based on your target audience. However, if you're like, okay, Kayla, like, okay, listen, which by the way, Kayla is like my government. If you hear me say that, Kayla's my government name. If you're like, girl, I can't do 60. I don't feel comfortable with that. I would caution you. It really is about taking you seriously. But not only that, you have cost involved and you need to consider that in your hourly price. I know this was a lot of information. (laughs) This was math and I love math, but you might not love math. And it's okay for you to find someone to help you. Okay, shoot me an email. I might be able to help you or I might be able to find someone to help you. But really, at the end of the day, the research method 
no matter what is going to be really foolproof no matter where you are in your journey. I just want to encourage you to charge and to challenge yourself when you charge, okay? Like really challenge yourself. Don't just say, okay, I'm going to charge $30 an hour. Is that a livable wage in this year? Within, like, Just think about how things are going. Is that livable? I really want you to consider that. And if we need to talk about this more, just let me know. Hit me up on social. Shoot me an email and be like, girl, I know we talked about this for 30 and some change minutes. That was not enough. <laughs> please, please elaborate on this more. And I would be happy to because I've been doing this for 10 years. So now at this point, my prices are just my prices because they are. But sometimes it takes a little bit to build up that confidence, okay? And everybody doesn't have to be a luxury, like you don't have to charge top, top dollar, okay? But also don't feel like you have to charge bottom dollar. It's okay for you to fall somewhere that's appropriate for your target audience. So keep in mind, right? Like Walmart isn't trying to be Trader Joe's when it comes to groceries. You feel me? Like, and there's places for everyone. And think about how successful Walmart is, okay? Um, so anyways, I just want to leave you guys with that. You're doing great. You're like, the, I, it's like the fact that you even got to the end of this podcast is fantastic. You're doing a great job. Keep going. Let me know if you need me, okay? Hit me up. It might not be me. I might have a team member by the time I see this. But you're doing a great, great job. Remember, you can't do it alone, so make sure you find someone to help you. And it's okay for you to get a consultant or whatever. But don't overthink it. My biggest thing is do not overthink it. Find two to three sources and go from there. You're going to be great. See ya. Cheer. Oh, I almost forgot about my... I almost forgot. Y'all, I brought my water. I brought it this time and I literally have been sticking to water because I was going to bring it. <laughs> I am going to value water as much as we need to. It is so important to our health. So if you are doing this, make sure not only you're drinking coffee, not only caffeine, make sure you're drinking water. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to talk to you soon. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in to Seize the K. I want to connect with you outside of this podcast. In the description, you'll see all the ways that we can connect and keep the conversation going. If you liked it, please subscribe. And if you loved it, I would be honored to receive a five-star review from you, as well as more information on how this podcast is helping you to carpe diem. Until next time, cheers.